<clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Hi guys, Johannes Radzma here. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to the Unleashed Podcast. Hey guys, and thanks for tuning in for another episode of the Unleashed Podcast. Today, I am sitting down with uh, a good friend of mine, David Bonifacio, who I know is going to deliver an immense amount of value to you all, as he does to me on a daily basis. Three main reasons why I wanted to get him on the show. First and foremost, the gentleman is just passionate about life, whether it is in his entrepreneurial pursuit or whether it's being a dad or enjoying his intellectual passions in poetry or art or pursuing uh, uh, fitness and being active or just trying anything and living life to the fullest. Secondly, you know, his wicked intellect. This gentleman I sit down with on a regular basis and I always learn something from him. Although I don't always understand what he's saying, uh, he's just so wickedly smart and he's one of those people that just see the world in a very different view and lens. And uh, I think um, it is something that we can all learn from. And third, and certainly not last, um, his brilliance in entrepreneurship. Uh, since I've taken the plunge myself seven years ago, uh, although we've only known each other for a few years, I have learned so much from him. He is a trailblazer. He's an investor and a partner in nine firms. He's exited three. He currently works with uh, uh, Aura TNB, which is a venture capital firm. Uh, based out of Singapore. They're actually our private equity partner as well in Inspire Brands Asia. So he, he works with them as the Philippines liaison and you know, just always opening my eyes to new ways that you can look at businesses, ecological businesses, and really just changing the mindset from um, profit generation to giving back and creating businesses that lead by value generation. So on this episode, we get into the topic of standards. You know, standards organizationally, standards personally are all we have to hold ourselves to excellence. I think there is way too much mediocrity going around in this world. And if you look at what differentiates people from good to great, it is the standards that they hold themselves to. It is the standards that an organization holds themselves to. And so this whole episode, I wanted to talk to David about the standards that he implements in his life, in his organization, that allows him to push forward and break out and stand out uh, with a level of excellence. And so we get into some of the, the, the habits, some of the uh, perspectives, and some of the practical things that you can do to implement higher standards to push yourself beyond mediocrity and really get out of your comfort zone, get out of the idea of operating from a place of fear and um, really harness the right disciplines and mindset that you need to uh, expand your own journey. It's going to be a great conversation. I know it is. Uh, got a lot of value out of uh, the talk as always. So look, guys, let's get straight into it. And I hope you enjoy this episode. All right, David. Welcome to Unleashed. You are my guest number one on this uh, podcast series. 
Uh, thanks I'm for, worried. for being here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the guinea pig. Yeah. Thanks for being here. I appreciate you. Today, I wanted to talk to you about this idea of standards. And it's not ISO standards. It's much more about our, our personal standards that we, um, we hold ourselves to. And we also, we, we hold other people to in our organization to. But before we get into that, I wanted to um, do a bit of a, uh, a proof testing just to show that, I like to show that my guests are human. And so I've got just some initial questions for you that... Um, oh, you no, you didn't send me this. Yeah. Or did um, you? Yeah. Re really, no, it's really simple. It's, it's where were you born? Who did you grow up with? And who had the, the, the biggest influence in your life growing up? And who inspires you today? Okay, where was I born? Manila. So spent most of my life here. Um, growing up, mostly, yeah, pretty much Manila. I would say the biggest, single biggest influence would be my, my dad. It's kind of a, yeah, he's like, it's that kind of person, you know, like really makes his mark felt, um, mm -hmm. very hardworking. Yeah, a lot of my quirks are like my dad's, you know, the, just waking up really early, working really late, uh, disappearing in the middle of a meal to work, you know, stuff like that. Um, he's also, he, I think a lot of the like, more missional side of my work He's always been like that, where he never chased the cash. It's like, no, no, I think this is a good mission. Let's do it. Right? So I think that would be like the single biggest one. Um, of course, there have been other influences, but I guess if I had to pick like one major one, uh, he, he's, he's the obvious choice. Um, do, you, do, you relate, do you relate your standards to, um, to, to some of the standards that he had? And Yeah, you know, I mean, we're gonna get into either some of that I stuff. relate or I kind of like, Either like really like have adopted a lot of them, particularly like mm. from a work standpoint, or kind of like challenge them. You know, like you're like, you know, we were like certain things that like another generation really values. Sometimes this generation or like my generation doesn't value, and, and you know, my kids' generation is probably gonna switch it up, or you know, as well. Um, yeah. So, so I think that's where. It's basically because there was a very clear standard like, just to this to the topic, right? Is that um, you you knew how to relate in a sense, like you knew how to interact, right? Like you didn't do this with my dad, you know. It's like you knew you weren't going to get away with it, and you could try and explain yourself and all that, and you'd be like, "What are you talking about?" You know, you'd be like, "So, so, so that yeah. so that was very clear." And you know, when you're younger, you kind of resent it, right? You're like, "Oh, other people get away with stuff," and he and he, he was always like, "Well." that's not you right or, or that's not me or you know and so so that so that was definitely there and then the last question i think was who inspires me i think yeah i think the, i think now and you can relate right being a dad you know with, with, a, with a young with a young son like every time i feel like bumming around i mm. like I'll, I'll think about like him like begging in the streets or you know like and i'm just like sheesh man like you gotta pick myself up so yeah. Definitely motivates me. Like the thought of the thought of let's say him or Yasmin like suffering just kind of yeah. shakes me out of whatever like um, funk you know, particularly during COVID and all that. Right? You're like, okay, yeah. You know, like that scene in your head just kind of like gets you out of it. So, so, but I, but but I, it's it's a good thing. I think I think it's been very good. You know, for sure. Um, and I think I mean re relevant to this topic, isn't it? I mean the 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 idea of um, what what 
what drives and influences our standards. I, I, yeah, I can certainly relate. Becoming a dad, you know, it really makes you question where those standards and those disciplines are in your everyday life. And, and also just, you know, what influence are you going to have on what standards he has? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so let's, let's get into it. Um, you know, I, I wanted to talk about standards. I think it's, it's such a, I, I guess it, it's more important now than ever considering that we're, you know, a fair way into, uh, you know, this global pandemic and, you know, everybody's been thrown into some, some level of uncertainty or turmoil, whether it's on the, you know, a personal level in relationships, business. And, you know, I, I think standards um, it, as, a, as, a, as a topic has become so, so important in terms of being able to pick yourself up and push yourself through and persevere through challenging times. And so when we talk about, you know, where, where do standards come from and just the importance of standards in your life as an individual, it, it's really quite an interesting topic. So I want to talk to you about standards. Um, you know, where, where did your standards come from? What are your standards? And, you know, how do they, how do they influence your everyday life? No, when you, when you told me about, like you were thinking about this topic, um, I, was, I, was, I was thinking about it. So I was kind of like throwing it to other people, like, what are your standards, right? And then they're kind of looking at me like, what? Particularly the younger people, they'd be like, like kind of defensive about it, you know, like, what? Why are you asking? You know, I, I, I guess I just realized that um, sometimes it's like we, we pick them up by default, you mm -hmm. know, from our parents, from our environment. Um, yeah. You know, you see that a lot here where let's just say, you know, you tell, you tell your employee, hey, I need you to be excellent. And to them, their idea of excellence is so far from your idea of excellence. And they're like, no, no, I, I've, I've been trying my best, right? And you're like, no, no, like excellence isn't about the attempt necessarily. Excellence is about um, meeting a certain standard, a high standard, you know? Mm. So, so I think the first thing that I kind of thought about was like, wow, we, we kind of been picking it up by default versus being very thoughtful and mindful about what's the what's the standard that I should be living by, right? And then it reminded me, because we're, we're kind of like going through planning now, right? We're going through planning uh, like for next year. And one of the things that I, uh, very timely, I've asked all the different, let's say, subsidiaries or subsidiary heads or let's say the product teams, the dev teams. Um, I've asked everyone this one question, which is, for what you do, what's the gold standard? And then, and then so they'll come back to me with some sort of like sandbag Oh, that's stupid, you know, like a result that they know that they can hit, right? They go, no, no, that's not the gold standard for what you do. Okay. So if you're a developer, what's the gold standard of a developer? Are you, is it full stack this? Is it a certain like, uh, um, a, uh, mastery of, of let's say cybersecurity? Or if you're a, if you are an accountant, what, what is the gold standard for an accountant? If you're into, you know, we have a fintech company, if you do lending, what is the gold standard for, let's say collection rates and stuff like that? And throughout that exercise, one of the things that people always go through in the middle of it is like, that's, yeah, that's the standard. I agree, but that's too high for us. Mm. Right. And, and then, and then, and then the story I've said, like maybe, I don't know how many times in the last couple of weeks is, you know, that King Arthur's story in the Holy Grail, mm. you know, that story where all the knights basically start chasing the Holy Grail, right. And they go on a quest and pretty much most of them don't ever achieve or, or see it or, or catch it, right? Or, or like, um, 
I think there were like two guys, like Galahad and something else, right? But but when you think about it, I, I've come to realize the point of that story is when you chase these holy grails, right? These big things, these things bigger than you, these standards higher than you. Mm. Um, it's not always just that you attain it, but in the process of chasing it, you become a better person. You you, you go on an adventure and you sure. and you you transform, right? And I think that's why it's so important to uh, to be to be thoughtful about and say like thoughtful about it, right? and, and be like, um, what is this adventure I'm going to go on, right? What is this standard I'm going to chase? Because you're yeah. going to kind of evolve and adapt and and develop yourself towards that standard. And if you've never thought about it, then then you can ask yourself like, what am I evolving towards? Right? Some random, <laughs> you know, random human, yeah. worrying about the random events of life. Right. So yeah. I think so, so. So that I thought that those are a few things that came to mind when you mentioned the topic. You know, it's like be mindful. Right? Like I need to be a bit more mindful about it and really pick out what the gold standard for the different areas of my life. Yeah. And how do I kind of adapt my life towards those gold standards? It's so circumstantial, isn't it? I mean, if you look at the the, the spectrum of success, or you look at the spectrum of fulfillment and you look at the spectrum of really anything that's that that is attainable i mean and you look at people that have attained massive success whether it's bill gates or michael jordan i yeah. always i always get really intrigued by the question of well what's the difference between them and me or what's the difference between them and this guy sitting next to me right yeah and you know i i think for me it's 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 extremely circumstantial but it all comes back down to standards, not, not yes, in the environment, but it starts with yourself. It starts with the standards that you hold yourself to. But I think it becomes relevant and, and you're able to actually go introspective once you acknowledge and see that the realm of possibility is not out of reach. You know, and yeah. that's something that's always really inspired me in my business ventures and just personal growth in general is when you extend your realm of possibility and you see what is possible, it's not a question of if, it's a question of leveling up your standards of what are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to commit? What bad habits are you willing to, you know, do away with that way? And what, what, what new habits are you willing to, you know, bring back, bring into your life? And also, you know, what people are you willing to kind of get out of your life and, and new people bring into your life? And it's really interesting because, you know, when, when, when you look at that and then you look at, again, going through this COVID situation and you see kind of two types of people coming through this situation. You see people that are going on this downward spiral in a yep. self-destructing, uh, self-fulfilling prophecy. And yep. on the other side of the spectrum, you see people that are uh, being inspired to innovate and you're seeing people that are inspired to really dig into and hold some of those habits and those disciplines closer to them. W- one question, I guess, for you is like, you know, what, what kind of habits do you have in your life? Because I think you're extremely qualified to talk about standards. Like I've always looked at yourself as an individual where, you know, standards for me is all about getting the most out of life, right? And living yeah. life to the fullest. And I look at yourself and you, you've got such a, a 
you got such a vast array of, of success stories, both in the business arena, uh, intellectually, creatively, at home with your with your family. We're sending this video to my wife, right? And we're going to record it. Like, <laughs> get her proud of me again. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a and good my mother. And my important mother, because yeah. sometimes it is important <laughs> to stop and 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 actually be realistic about what you've achieved. You know, you got to be yeah, humble yeah. to say, you know, what you do in your life would, in the eyes of majority, would be outstanding, right? In terms of, standards. I hope so. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Yeah, hundred percent. I guarantee. Yeah. But but we do get we do get kind of we I think we do get kind of numbed by. The, the, the it's day just another day. day at work. Yeah, it's just another day at work. Yeah, but then you yeah. go home and it's a new game, right? And that there you're learning. You're learning to up your level. You know, it, it's like it, it's like it's like working out a new muscle, right? Mm-hmm. And you're just you know you're you're just um, you know it's important. But I guess like so here's my style, right? Especially now. Um, so I've just really defined like. The, like the the areas of my life that I have to work on and more and more try and stick to those. Mm. So, so there's, there's family, there's relationships, which includes family and friends, you know, and li- I, I literally have it like in a mind map, like who are the friends that I want our family to be really close to, you know, like, like your family, of course. And then um, uh, people I'm in business with people that, you know, like, like with, like with us, right. We can sit in a coffee shop and talk for hours. If we don't watch it, it'll be like, you know, we killed the, we killed the afternoon or something. So, so who are those mm-hmm. people in my life that are just like the way they, they live, like resonates with me. And I would love my kid to grow up with their kids and stuff like that. Right. So that's mapped out, you know, and, and I guess in a way that was like setting standards for, for my relationships, Sure. you know, in a way that I, I, I probably was a little bit more reckless when I was younger. Mm. And, and, and then the other part is with work and work to me is I really defined it as the activities I do that create and capture value. And since I can't really do a lot, you know, what are the, what are the activities that create the most value and capture the most value? Mm. And so that's kind of like become a standard, like looking at it, um, um, value, not, not necessarily just financially, but in terms of impact, you know, um, and in terms of joy, the joy that it generates, the energy that it generates for myself. And then the third one is really for myself, which is like, like, you know, for your, for my body, soul, and spirit, what are the activities that have the highest impact? Cause I can't, I can't do every, you know, like some people go, Oh, I'm, I'm getting into, uh, you know, I said like park parkour, you know, like when they're jumping, I'm like, I'm 36, man. I'm not about to jump through windows. Right. It's like, so I've been doing a lot of resistance bands and, and, and literally what, what I do with every area of my life is I look for guys like Bill Gates, Michael Jordan. I look for guys that like, who are, who are, who are the gold standards for these areas? Yeah. And, and what can I learn from them? Mm-hmm. And, and what it quickly shows me is it just shows me this huge gap between, um, who I am now and who I can be. Yeah. Um, which, which I think is both, it's very humbling, which is important. And I think a lot of people just go like, Hey, I like their ego can't handle that gap. And they're like, no, I'm okay. I'm not so bad. Mm. But then, and then you combine that gap with your dreams, particularly for, let's say the people you care about. Yeah. And if I can become this person or closer to this kind of person, then my, then for example, my, my son gets a less grouchy dad. 
right? Like, or a less workaholic of a dad. Mm. Um, or, or, and, or if I become this type of person, like, you know me, I'm like, a, I, I'm great at the office and bad everywhere else, I guess. But like, uh, this year, like, like, you know, if I, if I had, you know, changed a few things, I'm, I'm pretty tactless, right? If I learn how to like be more gentle, then, then my wife's actually like responding even better, you know, in the sense, because she's a very gentle, you know, very sensitive soul, right? So, so all of those things, and I look at who's good at that. Mm. Right, like, and it, and I, and I look, I look at gold standards outside my traditional standards, right? Outside yeah. the tradition, let's say, religious community I grew up with, outside the business community I grew up with, outside, let's say, the you know the relationship, and and you learn a lot in the process. So, so yeah, so I think, I think, it, like being able to be very deliberate about what those are and then being able to be honest about that's a huge gap you think about like you and bill gates right yeah. i mean yeah. you're, you're just a few billion dollars away from each other right it's not that big a gap yeah it's gotta but, start a tech company hi i'm rj ladesma get inside the heads of the country's sharpest and most innovative business personalities and entrepreneurs Hack your way to success as you learn more about how they think about business. What are their best practices and success secrets? How do they innovate their businesses during the pandemic? And what opportunities do they see in the new normal? Join me on the RZ Ledesma podcast. And I think you made a really good point. Like this is, this is you know, I, I guess the first step is identifying, right? It's, it's like that process of identifying a, what, what is possible. And then being, yeah. being humble enough to really dig inside and say, where am I at today? And what's stopping me from being great, being great in my relationships, being great in business, being great at being able to create financial freedom, being great at losing weight and having a physique yep. and having energy. So that, you know, that makes sense that that's kind of that first step, right? Be inspired, find that realm of possibility, have a reference point for what that standard is. I guess for 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 the audience, because and, and not saying that, you know, because I, I think we're always leveling up our standards, right? But I think there's a lot of people that live with low standards, and I think you know people that are listening to this will probably, you know, be able to start to ask themselves good questions, and are probably getting some good ideas as to how to how to start to identify, you know, where they're at and where they want to go. But the next step is, and the next question is, well you know, how do you start to level up your, your standards? And this is really, a, again, it is a, an individual personal journey, right? Because it's, it is going from a, a habitual way of doing things and a way of thinking to breaking out of that mold. So what are some of the habits that you have that I guess support your standards and push yourself to, you know, expand yourself and extend yourself further. Because once you get to a certain milestone, it's always about pushing that limit to the next yep, standard, yep. right? So what are some of the habits that you have? Because I, I mean, what I've noticed by just being around people that have high standards, there are some pretty key habits and rituals that people have in their life that really allow them to strengthen the muscle, right? Strengthen the muscle, up their game and... And, and operate at a, at a different level. So we can understand what some of those habits are for you and, and also maybe some of that thought process around, um, you know, how, how, you, how you work towards leveling up. 
I, I mean, I think it's interesting you mentioned habit, right? When you when you look at the lives of high performers, like when you read about them, their lives are actually quite boring. You know, it it, mm. it, it seems to be like you know, like Warren Buffett when he talks about his life, he'll be like, "Yeah, I sit down and read all day." Right? He'll be like, "Like if you read as much as me, then you'd probably get my results." You know, he you sometimes we have this like kind of like this caricature of this, you know, like movie Wall Street, that, you know, like play hard and then like party hard. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people can make money that way, but at least for the guys that I believe like are super high performers and have done it sustainably, like, you know, like you, you look like guys like Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan, you know, or at least back when they were, when they were playing, right. Um, there's actually a, an extraordinary level of discipline, right? Mm. Not, not perfect people, you know, but, but just an extraordinary discipline to, to master whatever their craft is. So I think, I think one is, some of these things may not be habits, but maybe kind of like paradigms. So I think the first thing is what you said about nothing's impossible. You know, like, um, I, I don't know how many times, you know, you, you, you're trying to tell someone to do, to do better. And they're kind of like, they've, they've limited themselves. They haven't even tried, yeah. right? but I don't have this or yeah. I'm not like this. I've never done this before. And, um, and so one of the stories I remind myself and I remind, you know, my teams is, you know, like if a 10 year old boy went back in time and met up with Magellan, you know, the, the guy who landed in the Philippines and discovered it for Spain, right? He, he could tell Magellan, I can do what you did in one day, right? It took him over a year to get here or you know, over a hundred days, that's for sure. And now a 10 year old boy can do it. And Magellan, who was the number one explorer in, 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 in that place would be like, how are you going to do it? And then the, the boy will be like, I'll ride an airplane. And Magellan will be like, what's an airplane? Well, it's a flying machine. What's a flying machine? Is it like a bird? No, no, it's a machine. You know, it's, it's mechanical. And be like, okay, how does it fly? Does it flap its wings? No, it doesn't flap its wings. It's fixed. And how does it fly? Well, it has engines. What's an engine? Oh, an engine is this machine where, you know, it, you burn fuel, creates energy. The energy gets the wheels going, gets, gets it fast enough. You know, you get, and then so the aerodynamics. And Magellan's like looking at this kid, like, what are you smoking, right? And the number one explorer, the number one like expert in the seas and all of that, is going to think this kid is crazy. But us, with the benefit of hindsight, know that that kid's not crazy. Mm-hmm. He's just describing a future. That and 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 the idea gets even more amazing when he starts saying like, "Well, what's fuel? Well, fuel is this liquid you suck up from the ground, <laughs> you refine it and heat it, and then and like what?" He goes, in fact, when I'm bored, I watch a video on the plane, and he's like, "What's a video? Well, a video is kind of like you have an actor, an actress." He goes, that must be a big plane. You have a whole theater in the plane because his idea of actor, actress is like, like a theater, right? And he'd be like, no, 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 they're on video. What's a video? And, and then, and then he'll be like, oh, well, you can shrink people. So he'll, he'll never understand what the kid is saying, but we all know that it's not impossible. It's actually things we take for granted in a day to day basis. Like, like this video, right? We're, we're, we're literally sending data into space. It's landing. You know, in my, you know, in my um, iPad in Manila, didn't get lost in space. Didn't, you know, like, like it's just, it's amazing, right? And so when you think about all of the things that's been accomplished that we enjoy and that everyone, like anyone who ever takes a digital photo should be reminded that nothing's impossible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You send it to your mom. It literally went to space back down wherever she is, right? In real time. And then you'll be like, oh, no, you know, I've... I've never been a morning person. I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> what? What's harder? Putting an alarm clock or sending like 
billions of data packets to space, right? It's like, and making its way back in one piece. Yeah. I, I, I just don't get that kind of thinking, you know, it's like, yeah. So I think that's, yeah. Right. yeah. I mean, we're, 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 we, we take these things for granted, right? And I think this comes back to, you made a point earlier. It's, 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 it's our environment. I mean, we, we, we become numb to what is our minimum level standard. And, and that becomes kind of where our comfort zone is, where, where we didn't, we don't really think about what's, what's had to actually happen. Who's had to innovate, who's had to yep. expand their standards, who's had to, you know, step up and actually create. And I think, I think, I think this is such an important topic because when we talk about, you know, when we talk about this idea of standards, there's no doubt in my mind that there is a significant portion of the population that needs to up their standards. I mean, if we well, look yeah, at... Well, come to Manila. <laughs> and worldwide, if you look at, I mean, if you look at um, just what, what's an indicator of your standards, let's talk about financial, okay? So your bank balance is probably a clear indication of what your standards are, right? And, you know, since getting into business and, you know, the economics, sure, there's some, 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 there's some nice luxuries to it. And when you get to a certain level of comfort, you look back and you look at, well, what, what drives me now? But I speak to a lot of people that are still working their corporate careers or uh, trying to do something for themselves. And they, they haven't nailed it to, they haven't nailed the, the, the idea or the concept of actually creating financial freedom and this is such yeah. a, it's such an emotional, it's such an emotional, personal topic, right? Money. And, yeah, yeah. And, well, yeah, standards money. are anything with some sort of measuring and saying like, how good are you? I think people don't want to be judged, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's why you're right in saying it's a personal thing. And I think, and I think that's why judging yourself, when your standards for yourself are so high, you kind yeah. of become a bit immune to other people's judgment. Because no matter how much they kind of criticize you, you're very clear about what you're after. Mm. And you're probably like, yeah, okay, sorry to fail you. I failed myself, right? It's like, next, you know, it's not, it's not that big a deal. But have, I, have, I agree so, with you. You have so yeah. many people that, um, that complain. They complain about their situation. They complain about their financial situation. They don't have enough money to go on holidays. They don't have enough money to you know, enjoy the pleasures in life. And, you know, for, for me, the question is, well, what's stopping you? What is stopping you? And for me, it, it comes all back down to standards. So, you know, what, what stops people from, from, from leveling up their standards? That's a good question. You know, like, I think sometimes people just aren't thought that you got to level up. You know, and they're taught to like, hey, follow this formula and you'll be happy. Environment. Like that. Yeah, so that, so that I think I feel worse for those that have the chance to, mm. you know, that have the resources to have the flexibility to and are trapped by their own. Uh, so so I, I wrote an article before. wasn't the most popular one, but I mean, popular in the sense that a lot of people felt offended by it. Right. And, and so I wrote like, here's some of the things that hold people back. Right. Yeah, it, if, sure. It was like six things, but I don't. And I think the first one was entitlement, huh. right? And so the, the challenge with standards is like you see someone with a higher standard or enjoying it, say, let's just say a certain standard of living, right? Entitlement means that you should have that standard 
but you don't necessarily have to earn it. Mm. And so sometimes you look at someone else who didn't earn it and you're like, what a lucky person, right? They didn't have to earn it. Now they have it. And like, there are lucky people, but it doesn't mean that just because someone else was lucky that you're entitled to be lucky in that way. So I think that, so for example, I was talking to this class once and they were, we were talking about housing and I asked them, should everyone have a house? Right. And then they were like, yes, every single one of them said yes. And I said, okay, what kind of house with a pool? three bedrooms, you know, how many bathrooms, should it have internet, should it have cable? And, you know, first they'd be like, yeah, it should have more than one room. Yeah. And then you start going down the list, right? Like, should it have a two-car garage, three-car garage, 10-car garage? And, and everyone's like, kind of like getting confused. I said, well, yeah, because the idea of everyone having a house sounds good. But when you start telling, saying that everyone has to be given a house, we can't even agree on what kind of house that is. And this is a class of 40. You know, what, what happens when you go to like 4 billion, you know? So, mm -hmm. so, so I think entitlement kind of like, no, I should get it because someone else got it good. You know, the other one I think is vanity and, and, and vanity is kind of like, I want to look, I, I like looking like I made it is more important than going through the grind of making it. I don't want to look like I'm struggling. I don't want to look like I'm having a hard time. Um, mm -hmm. And that's why I like self-effacing people because they've, they've found that they're like, I don't have to look good or you know or better like this is this is it right but then they're but at the same time working hard towards that higher standard yeah so i appreciate people who appreciate the journey mm. right where they set a really crazy goal and they go after it even if they're not necessarily achieving it right away but yeah. a lot of people are like no i want to i want to look glamorous i want to look like i can afford the car i can't afford you know i, I want to look like um i can afford the suits i can't afford and so that but the, the thing is the word vanity means empty a lot mm. of people don't realize that. That's the literal like um, definition of that word. And so you look at, but you're empty, um, yeah. not just from a necessarily from a substance standard, but also from a satisfaction standpoint, right? Yeah. Because there's no. And then the third one I, I put there was impatience, where people like aren't willing to, um, you know, like you think about some of the standards we've placed on ourselves, right? Like I get impatient sometimes that I'm not as good as. It's this gold standard. And I'm like, wait a minute. This guy's been doing it his whole life. I, I, I need to keep at it, right? Or, yeah. um, or, 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 or I think about my life now and the things I have. I mean, like, I, I have, I, I have more than my parents did at this age, mm. right? And they had three kids and they made it work and they're happy. And I'm like, like, um, and so it's like, why, like, why am I rushing? You know, something like that, right? So, it's, so impatience, um, political correctness was one of the things I added. And political correctness is, is the idea, which I think has a lot to do with standards also in the sense that my feelings, right? And, and no one no one can, I can't say anything offensive. But when you, to be honest, when I look at uh, high performers and I, and I benchmark against myself, it's offensive, right? It, you, it's like, it, 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 it hurts in the sense that, wow, you know, this person is younger than you and, and they're here or this person is really a better father than you or a better husband or this person is. And, and, and here what we get is like, no, 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 you're, you're good. You know, you're, you're, you're good the way you are. I mean, I'm not saying you're bad. I'm just saying is that, you know, you could always up it, right? Everyone I yeah. think has a, a certain intrinsic value, but mm -hmm. not everyone has a certain kind of like cultivated value. And that's yeah. where standards come in, right? So. I, I, I mean, this one, you know, just like someone from my, and I, when I was younger, right, let's say I'd, I'd be on a date and let's say I'd be going out with someone and, and one of the worst questions I dreaded was when they'd be like, 
do you think I'm fat? Mm. Right. And so my standard answer was always like, because I, I always felt like I was put in a bad spot, right? I can't win this question. So I'll just be like, I don't know. Why don't we get some calipers and jump on a wing scale and let's figure it out. Right. And then they would get extra mad. Right. Yeah. I'd be like, let's go check. Right. What's your body fat percentage or like get on a, get on a weighing scale. And, I, and I, I realized, you know, like people told me after was that they're not asking you what, what their weight is. They're, they're, they want you to just validate them. Mm. They're not, they're not literally asking you for an objective answer to, do you think I'm fat? And I think, so that's kind of like a, like a funny, like kind of real life experience. But then you see this in, in different areas of life, right? Like employees or, or let's say, you know, people in business who just want to be validated more mm. than no, am I really a good businessman? Yeah. Right. Yeah. They want to be, am I really a good person? Am I really a good, let's say partner? And, and, and what I mean by that is, am I really providing value? Am I really creating value? Mm. And so a lot of people are more validation oriented than value oriented. Yeah. And that stops them, you know? And so, um, like, I don't know how it is with, with, with how you do it, but so one of the things I like to think about is if I don't go after this standard, then my family, for example, gets a substandard, mm. you know, or my, or my employees get a substandard or my, or my shareholders get a substandard. And if I really care about them and say, no, I want them to have the best, then I, I shouldn't want to give them anything substandard. So that, yeah. that's another thing that kind of helps me from a mindset point of view. Hi there, I'm Coach Laika Maravilla. Whether you're looking for a new opportunity, a new position, or a promotion, I'm here to help you land your dream job. Let me walk you through what you need to do before during and after your next job interview in the Get Hired podcast. Listen, learn, and get hired now. I think that that idea of validation is really important because, you know, as you push towards persevering something, you you look for affirmation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You look for affirmation that you're doing something right because, you know, and and I look at like... um, that, that question of what stops people from starting, you know, I, I feel there are so many underlying personal reasons, including this idea of fear, which we're obviously going through such a huge wave of fear across yeah, yeah. the globe right now. But that idea of fear, you know, the number of times that, and, and this is not unique, everybody has that little voice in their head that you get a little, you get a little point of inspiration and you start to push towards something and then you your that little voice comes in your head and says, you know, what the hell are you doing? Why are you doing this? Yeah. yeah you yeah, you can't do that. You, you're, you're not good enough. And, and so those external points of reference for validation, I think are really important in this, in this whole journey of like leveling up your standards. But it's, I think it, it, it's the point of which you find that validation and the affirmation internally that really starts to see yourself accelerate and, and, and increase your standards. Because I feel that if you're always looking for external validation, you'll never find that level of internal certainty that you need to be grounded, to drive. You're always going to run out of fuel if you're looking external because they'll perish away, yep. you know. Go and most people don't want to go to your to your level, right? Mm. Most people don't want to wake up at an ungodly hour. Most people don't want to like work out or you know or, or 
diet. I mean, most people just want to do whatever they want to do when they want to do it. Right. Yeah. I think that's kind of like, and so if you're expecting validation that leads to success from people like that, um, mm. they're not going to encourage you towards because your success in many ways makes other people uncomfortable, you know, mm. because then, you know, if, if you were like, if you're the guy with abs, right. And you go in and everyone was like unhealthy and you're like, you know, not eat, like every time I would make fitter friends, I'm like, Oh, look at this, you know? And then all of a sudden I feel like I need to work out more. Right. Because I see them like, okay, that's a, that's a, that's a healthier body. I mm. need to be more like that. But it, but it, but for someone that's looking for something better, right. Um, that can be uncomfortable, mm. you know, or for, for other people. So, it, but I think, so for me, this is going to sound re- like, like every morning, especially during tough mornings, like during like COVID, right? Like literally the line I just repeat to myself, if you ever watch Rocky where Mickey just tells him like, get up, you son of a bitch, right? Like, <laughs> like, like I, that's it, that's it, right? Yeah. It, it, that's all I do. And I'm like, you know, um, and I just get up, you yeah. know? Um, and then and so people like, that's like your, that's your morning thing. I'm like, yeah, because sometimes that's what you need. You know? yeah. and, and, and it's like, but if I need to like, take a three hour, you know, like phone call, you know, and, and but we actually really like that part because he goes, he goes, get up, you son of it, a bitch. Cause Mickey loves you. Right. That's the, that's the line there. Right. And then you, yeah. you kind of think about who are all the people that are meaningful to me. And yeah. so, so it kind of shows my age also, but, but that it, it, it can be as simple as that. Right. Yeah. You don't necessarily need like a full blown uh, life coach, you know, they're useful. Like, so here, when a high performer gets a life coach, they become awesome, mm. right? And, and so, when a person who who's not necessarily a high performer gets a life coach, I I, I see mixed results because mm. I because I always tell people like more than a life coach, you need a life, you need a reason mm. to get up, mm. you need a reason to um, to uh, exist, mm. right? Um, mm. And that you des- and for me, I think the exciting part is you get to design that for yourself. Yeah, you yeah. know, some people so are still true. waiting for someone to say. Oh, um, I need someone to tell me what to do. I'm like, mm. that's, that's one of the funnest things about life. You get to make it up, you know, to an extent, you yeah. know, and it's like, Oh, but what if I'm wrong? I'm like, like, I, you know, I'm willing to admit that most of us are making it up as we go along. Right. And that's part of the yeah. fun. Um, I think that, that idea of a life coach is, I, I, I can, I can relate to that. It's, it's kind of, you know, where does that, where does the value of a life coach come in terms of driving standards? It's, it's, it's frameworks. It's, it's thought provoking. It's yeah. The, the, the utility is there to create the right kind of train of thought to move in the right direction. Um, and I, I can relate to that. I mean, like, you know, starting the business in the Philippines, uh, at that point, I, I didn't really have a, a frame of reference, but through the, through the process, I, I started to, you know, not have direct life coaches, but kind of indirect that I would take. That you sourced yourself. Yeah. I sourced myself. But an interesting point you, you just made is I, I call it kind of like the push and pull theory, right? It's like you can either be pushing yourself up a hill and you can be pushing to an outcome, which is yeah. very exhausting. And I think at a certain point you end up burning down. Yes. Yeah. Or you can be, be, pulled by something that is much greater right and yeah. i think that's a really important point that probably most people once they get to a certain level of success where they don't need a life coach with frameworks and yeah you know, thought thought provoking ideas 
they start to really question internally, why am I doing what I'm doing? And some of those really meaningful questions become a lot more clear that, that create that pull. So, yeah. and I know you're extremely purpose focused in your business and things that you do in your life, just based on, you know, our conversations, but be good to understand, you know, how that plays a role in your life. Like what is, what is the purpose? What pulls you, what pulls you every day in what you do both in business and just in your personal life? A kid that never stops eating, man. <laughs> a kid that That'll do it. I think, I, I'm trying to put a framework also to like even my own thoughts, but I think at the start, I would say it's really necessity. Mm. And I, I, I think it's an important stage in the person's life. And that's the stage where they learn how to respond and be independent mm. and all of that. And, and some people are looking for a sexy reason at the start. Sometimes it's, you know, I want to be independent and be able to take care of myself, right. And be able to allow people to depend on me. And then I think people go through this stage of discovery where you kind of discover your strengths you know, you kind of discover what you enjoy, what's meaningful to you, what's not. And, in, and I think this is where a lot of people get stuck is they never make that transition to mastery mm. where they keep, they're forever dabbling, right? They're forever like starting new things. Yeah. Um, you know, they jump from, you know, like uh, from Taibo to, you know, like um, Bar to Zumba. And, you know, people who've been doing some of those things for, for years are now fitter than the person who just jumped and jumped and jumped and jumped, you know, yeah. like, People who've been doing Tai Chi are fitter than you know some of these, you know, like that thing's ancient. But I think they never make that transition to mastery where everything they've learned about themselves. Um, Carl Jung has this term individuation, where where they take every all these different you know, positive, negative, like all these rich experiences mm. and it and, and are able to integrate it into this very original character, into the different things they do about their life, right? Where you know, it's a difference between say, just an accountant and a CFO. You know, like a good CFO is like, or, or a good, or really good finance people, like some of, like some of these PE guys or VC guys. Like, let's say, let's say, every time I listen to Charles and Vic, I pick something up. You mm -hmm. know, like, uh, and so, so, so something like that, right? And then after, ideally, you switch from mastery to legacy, where you're able to um, give back, right, and things like that. So a lot of people who skip the necessity stage, maybe yeah. they have too much money, or someone always like provided the bills or all of that. I, I, I feel sorry for them yeah. because that, that is for me where you really build your foundational confidence where, sure. you know, worse, like, like worse, like whatever happens, you'll survive. Whatever mm -hmm. happens, you'll find a way you learn that in that stage. Right. And then when you, when you go to discovery, so some people are trying to get the discovery and skipping necessity and they're wondering why it keeps crumbling mm -hmm. because they don't have that foundational confidence, you know? Or, or that fun, and you get that not from just someone external validating you, but to you proving to yourself, as you you know said, like this internal confidence that I can do it. You know, I've proven yeah. it over and over and over again, right? And so that's why I think this COVID thing is a blessing for many people, because it brings us a lot of us back to necessity. Mm. It brings us back to you know, like, oh, you, you thought you're gonna coast this year, right? Which is kind of like. My, my, my dream right but um and then now now you're back to you know fighting every day which i think is a, is a blessing right so yeah but but i think that's something that people need to go back to and just appreciate um what that is you know like yeah. learning how to survive and proving to yourself that you know you did better today you did better tomorrow you did you, know, you, you do better every day um is what builds confidence in my opinion more than let's say someone external telling you 
oh, you're good. Oh, you're hot. Oh, you're yeah. hot. You know, or you're hot. especially on social media, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the emptiest one. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. how I see it. Yeah. Interesting. Well, man, um, thanks for the time. I have one last question to I guess close things off for anybody that's listening that wants more in their life in er- any area, physical, financial, personal, spiritual, what would be your, I guess, one piece of advice or thought on how to, how to, how to start increasing their standards? One piece. I think, I think, think about, you know, like in business, you always should think about your customer, right? What value, what you're doing brings to your customer. Mm. And so I guess similarly, it's, it would be something like, think about the people you love. Think about the people you care about. And this, this always forces me to, to change course or, 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 you know, or adjust myself always. I can't go through this exercise without correcting something in my life, right? Mm. And, and you think about what is the benefit if you were to be that better person, right? And it, it, this could be yourself, right? It could be, no, I love myself. I, 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 I owe the benefit to be to me if I read, you know, let's say a book a month or a page a day, right? mm. what would the benefit be? And then, and then also think about what would I lose or what would that loved one lose mm. if I don't start, if I don't start the day, right? Yeah. So, so for example, when I feel like just being a bum, right? Like, and I ask myself, like, what do I gain by not being a bum, right? And then like, what do I lose by being a bum, like for a day, a week? Or there are days where, you know, you're like, we get emotional also, right? You feel like stressed, or you feel like... Um, what do I gain if I if I overcome this right now and force myself, even if I don't feel like it? What yeah. do I lose? You know, like my son seeing me like being this like daddy monster at home, right? Or, yeah. or let's yeah. say my team, uh, my team seeing me. You know, what what kind of fear am I infusing to you know in my company or my loved ones? You know, or or what kind of stress am I putting into my body? And so. So I guess that would be my one thing, right? Like think about the people you care about, including yourself, and think about what you gain, right, by starting now and, and upping the standard and, and going through that difficult journey. And think about what you lose if yeah. you don't. Yeah. yeah. So so I guess that would be like the one thing. Yeah. Cool. Hey David, thank you. Um, it's been a good uh, good hour, although it seems like it's been a couple minutes. Pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. 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 Thanks, thanks for the time. Thanks, thanks for sharing time, your man. wisdom. Cool. Hope that was useful. You just listened to the Unleashed Podcast. We're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all major podcast platforms. If you want to connect and know more about the show, just check out the website unleashed-podcast.com The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.